Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Oh no, Luke! He's got he's got the super intern Nathan Lee doing the uh, the arm uh, the Dixie Darling Dixie chops. Darling. Glad I'm in Laurel. <laughs> I wish I were. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Uh, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, and super intern Nathan Lee here in the Southern Bancor Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson. Uh, holding down the fort in the Southern Bank Corps studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Patrick McGee, a little later in the program, going to talk to us and give us some information about the New Orleans Saints as they get ready to kick off the 2022 NFL football season this weekend. We're going to be talking uh, to Josh Henderson a little later from Adcock Pool and Spa. We're happy to say a new sponsor of the Eagle Hour. And um, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to have some fitness advice for Kelly. We'll uh, wait and see. But first... We want to get right uh, to the subject matter of the week, and that, of course, is football and Coach Will Hall announcing that we will, in fact, see freshman quarterback Zach Wilkie this Saturday against Miami, a mixture of Wilkie and the Superback uh, offense. Uh, Luke Johnson, that a surprise to you? Not really. I mean, we, we, we talked about it some yesterday about possibly the uh, the realization of Will we see Wilkie? And I think rather than throwing the game on his shoulders, uh, you'll, you're going to see the mixture of the super back in order to to get him, uh, you know, an appropriate baptism into college football where the game doesn't solely rest on his shoulders. He was I was at practice this morning, and Wilkie took probably 90% of the snaps. Trey Lowe did take some uh, as well. But, I mean, it was yeah. it was pretty clear to anybody that even doesn't know football really well, that, that Wilkie was running the show uh, this 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 right. morning at practice. All right, Luke, I think you've got some sound bites from Coach Hall uh, yeah, in regard to that. Yeah, I want to play a, a couple from yesterday. You, you'll hear Will Hall in this first one talk about Wilkie, and uh, and then we'll we'll play some more about what he had to say uh, at some other positions as well. All right, man, just a great competition Tuesday today. I thought our kids really brought a lot of energy and juice. It was great to get out on the grass. Uh, really got after each other. I thought we took some steps in the right direction. You know, I thought uh, thought Zach Wilkie had a really good day. You know, like I said after the game of the night, we're we're pushing him along to, to play him as soon as he's ready. Uh, that could be this week. You know, because he's really taken some steps forward over the last few weeks. Uh, thought our thought our kids really got better. Thought saw some great physicalness in inside drill. Uh, thought our backs ran the ball well. Thought our wideouts caught it, tight ends. On the back end, I thought we've had a lot of leadership with Jay Stanley, Malik, and Cam, and Tylen. 
Damon Gill again. I thought our guys really got after today. It was good to see. Got some good special teams work. And we continue to build this program, right? We're really disappointed in the fact that we couldn't get that done this past week. We've got to learn from that. Like I've been telling y'all all season, we've got to learn how to stop doing those things that have hindered this program for so long. And Coach Hall, a little later, uh, talked about, gave an update to, to Ty Keys again. This was yesterday. Yeah, he was out there today getting reps. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, Ty's a young kid that we love a lot, and we want the future for him more so than the present. We'll never sacrifice a kid's future put that in jeopardy over the present. He wants to play, and we're going through the protocol of that with the health people, Todd McCall, our athletic trainer and all of that, to, uh, to get that sorted out. So it looks like you know Ty Keys may not be ready this week, and uh, so today Coach Hall announcing that Zach Wilkie will play quarterback this week as well as a bunch of superbacks, and this is what he had to say uh, regarding that. Yes, we're going to play Frank Gore, Janari Dean, Rambo, uh, Boogie, some Chandler Pittman, and Zach Wilkie. Uh, I think you'll see all of them. So quarterback plans for this week, guys. Another Another week, we'll do some super back. Rambo, if you don't know that nickname, that's Antavius Willis. And then Boogie, that's going to be Deshaun Richard. So uh, Zach Wilkie, the only true quarterback today, guys, being listed as uh, to play in the Miami game. Does it – do you guys kind of share my sympathy a little bit uh, for Will Hall right now? I mean, his team played really, really well, I thought, Saturday night. And you, you could just tell how badly he wants to get things turned around. Maybe a little sympathy that – this week you got to go to Miami for a money game that, you know, all odds are you have little chance of winning. I don't. I feel sorry for him. No, I mean I, the the coaching profession. I think he kind of knows that that goes with the territory. He certainly does. Obviously, want to get things turned around, and the sooner I think he understood the importance of game one because that could be the difference in going five and seven, not being ball eligible, and going six and six and being ball eligible, but. Yeah, everybody acknowledges that this team is far better than last year's football team. Now, Sunbelt's going to be a little tougher competition-wise than Conference USA was. But if you're asking the question today, is this team better than it was at the end of last season, the answer is yes. How about you, Luke? You have sympathy for the guys, or is that just part of the game? I mean, it'll be fun to see how, how the, the defense does. I mean, I think it a game like this is going to cause you know this team – uh, to be better mentally down the stretch, just in case anybody's wondering, Miami's number nine in the power index. AP poll has them at 15. I think the coaches poll has them at, at 16. And so I do like, you know, what he said today. I mean, here's where you're, here's where you're at. And Trello's probably not going to play now. Obviously, that's what he just said. So in, rather than putting the weight of the world on a freshman quarterback who, should have just graduated a couple months ago. He's been on campus since January. You're going to mix in the super back in order to, you know, get him into to plays. I think in a lot of ways it may be some of what we saw in the first half with Ty Keys because there were wasn't there times you know in the first half you kind of looked out there and felt like Ty Keys was almost playing super back himself with some of those design runs. And I percent. And 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 when, at being at practice this morning talking to some of the guys after practice, they believe. I mean, you can tell when somebody kind of, you know, is lukewarm on believing thing. They believe they're going to win this game. They said, well, 28 points or not. We don't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going to win this game. So good for them. Uh, let's play, uh, play out a, a possible scenario here. I'll go to you first, Luke, and then Kelly. 
Zach Wilkie comes in. He shocks the world. He plays really, really well. He comes back next weekend. He leads the Golden Eagles to a win over Northwestern State. Now, Keys is healthy again. What happens, Luke? I mean, you want Ty to be healthy no matter what, right? Um, You would hope both of those guys understand that it's, you know, it's a competition. So I I think – you know, you you do that. I mean, you let them compete in practice, and you see who who plays it. You know, it it's not like uh, coming into this season, quarterbacks on the Southern Miss roster knew they would be out there 100 percent of the time because you know of the superback. So I I think as a as a competitor, you've got to compete for your job, and if the next guy beats you out, you got to shake his hand and support him. That scenario takes me back to Wally Pip. Do do you Nathan know who Wally Pip is, Luke? I do not know. Do you know I who? Don't. Okay. Wally. For the record, I don't either. Okay. Wally Pip played for the New York Yankees back when a kid by the name of Lou Gehrig was on the team. Mm. Wally Pip said to the coach, I'm not feeling well. I don't think I'm going to play tonight. Lou Gehrig started for Wally Pip, had a terrific ball game, and never came back out of the lineup. What was the atmosphere like that night, Kelly, when uh, Lou Gehrig got on the field? I would say it was electric, but electricity hadn't even been invented yet. What did y'all call it back then? Uh, It it was... uh, Staticky? Yeah, I I don't even know. I don't even remember. Because, like, usually at sporting events, I remember about the first half. Yeah, I think I I understand the reason. Yeah, so so Welke could be in one of those situations. If he were to go in there and perform really, really well, people say, man, stay with the guy that's hot. So, look, is, is, is Ty Keyes the guy, though? I mean, as soon as he's healthy, is he automatically the starting quarterback again? It does seem that uh, Coach Hall has an awful lot of faith in him. Then, on the other hand, you have this freshman that, by all accounts, is superbly talented. Uh, I realize it's a good problem to have, but how do you, how do you see uh, Will Hall dealing with it? I mean, thankfully, he's a quarterback, so you know he can walk those guys through it, but I think the reason you sign with a program is that you think you believe in the staff and you think you can play there. So I, I don't – rarely does – I should say rarely. It happens sometimes. Quarterbacks lose their, their starting position uh, based off injury historically. Uh, Green Bay, right? That's why Brett entered the game. Um, even, you know, at the kind of the same time back in the day, that's how Tom Brady, you know, launched his career uh, from an injury. So you would think that just on paper you don't lose your job from an injury, but if Wilkie impresses, and, and hopefully he'll play well. If he doesn't play well, you know you hadn't really you know lost anything and just let him develop. But if he plays well, you've got competition at the quarterback position, and that's always a good thing. All right, Miami, 11, 11 o'clock, I believe that's right, on the ACC network, TV network, 11 o'clock, Saturday morning, Southern Miss, uh, second game of the season as they take on the Miami Hurricane. What are they, 28, 28 and a half point underdogs? I think that's something like that. 26 and a half, I think, last time I saw it. 26 and a half, okay. All right, Eagle Hour continues. Stay with us.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Well, forgive me, but I failed to mention Dickie's Barbecue as a first segment, and I can't do that because they're great sponsors of the Eagle Hour, and they're great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics, and they are the place to call when you get ready for your next tailgate, Northwestern State. Dickie's, Kelly Sander would be an awesome place to call for your tailgate. Yeah, you call them ahead of time, and then they'll have it ready for you. You can go through the drive through window. or Man, there's nothing to me more nerve-wracking at a tailgate is to make sure that you've got your bases covered as far as you know bringing your food or whatever. Let Dickies handle all that. Swing through, then drop the stuff off at the tailgate party, go park, and then you don't have to worry uh, about it. Scheduled to talk to Josh Henderson uh, from Adcock Poodle and Spa during the show today. I've not been able to reach him yet. Hopefully, uh, we'll connect up with him a little later in the hour. Also, I want to thank Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. It is a great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. It's really the only place, and uh, it's a place that you can shop online at CampusBookmart.net, or you can shop right there in person on Hardy Street and uh, say hello to Miss Kathleen. All right, so the Golden Eagles, as we continue our discussion about football, travel to Miami, and uh, I think all three of us uh, here are agreeable that – what we saw from the defensive team was very impressive. I got to tell you guys real quickly before we run this soundbite, my impression initially about the defensive team was just looking at them physically. Yeah. They bigger. looked like a Division One college defensive football team. Yeah, and the guy that we're going to hear from in a, in a second, I almost didn't recognize when I went out there to the first practice this year. He's put on about 18 pounds of muscle and, and has picked up a step, hasn't lost a step yeah. even with that weight, so... Uh, Malik Shorts, Luke, he had a pretty good game Saturday, Malik. Yeah, he did. Led the led the Golden Eagles in tackles with twelve. Also had one of those three interceptions. He was our Connerly Award finalist last year. Led the Eagles in uh, defensive tackles, and you know it, that that's really cool. As much as we disrupted the front of uh, of Liberty, and then your safety, you know, has has twelve tackles. Good stuff. Yeah, I had a I had a chance to catch up with him after practice today, and here's here's what he had to say right off the field. Malik, pretty good game Saturday. Give me your give me your point of view. Um, yeah, you know it, it was pretty good. And uh, the thing that I liked about it, even though we lost, you know, in times like those, you know, you get to see who's gonna fight all through, even through the four overtimes, you know. And that's the thing that I like. You know, it's a tough loss, but even though that now I know these guys are in my back. You know, we wasn't expecting the four overtime game. You know, some people was expecting us to lose or win. You know, but in that game and, and the good game going, even though it was four overtimes, you know, my teammates are gonna fight. No matter what, you know, try to get the win. So that's what I like about it. Yeah, I mean, nobody nobody can say that you guys are quitters. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if nothing else. And to me, this team is clearly better right. than last year's team. But that's a tough one. That's a tough one to take emotionally. How do you get back in the saddle and ride this week? Uh, you know, you can't dwell on it too long. You know, uh, you know, we get in the film room, we talk about it, and we make our corrections, and we move on from You know, now we got to put our right foot forward. You know, just can't dwell on it too long. You dwell on it, then you're going to start to lose confidence in yourself and you know, we can't lose confidence. We just got to take that as a, a plus and, you know, and, and make our corrections and keep going. And I want to talk about that because you come from a, a high school, a, a famed high school program at Bassfield slash, you know, Jeff Davis to a, a team that hardly ever lost a game to a program that's getting better but has struggled a little bit. How have you dealt with that? Usually being on the on the winning end and now you come to a college program where, you know, it hasn't been that way necessarily. Um, just try to keep going, you know, uh, keep my confidence going and, and winning and to know that 
it will be a light soon, you know. That light is going to break through, and our breakthrough is coming soon. So, you know, just keep going and continue to do what I do to bring to the team and help these guys out and evolve as a player that's growing, that's been here five years now, and just keep going, you know, and uh, really just try to help Coach Hall with recruitment. Like now, we got some good guys in now. Now we just uh, putting it together. And, and I like, like I said, our breakthrough is getting ready to come through. So, you talked about the fact that you that you've been here a while. So obviously, you're a leader on this team. What is when you hear the word leadership? How do you define it, and what does it mean to you? Uh, really, just watch what I do every day. You know, uh, can't slack up not one bit. You know, because I know that young guys are always looking. You know, as much as coaches and them use my name for certain things and certain examples on, far as the special teams, far as the defense or whatever. You know, and I just know that I gotta continue to do my best every day and make sure that I'm doing the right things for these young guys so they can see how it's supposed to be done. A lot of people think that when the smoke clears, you may be the Southern Miss nominee for the Connerly Trophy. I have heard other people say that by the time your career is over, you may very well be in the elite of all time of Southern Miss players, just your quality of play. That's, I know you're focused on the season, but if you stop and think about it for even five seconds, that's, that's pretty flattering what people are saying about you. Uh, it would definitely be an honor, but uh, like you said, you know, I haven't really just been thinking about it, you know. Uh, really, far as, as long as I've been here, I've been thinking about championship, you know, trying to get USMS championship in a long time, you know, and just trying to win, you know, and, and, and just enjoy the moment with these guys. You know, I ain't even really just been thinking about that, and uh, I just feel like it'll come when it comes, if it do so. Final question. we got a thousands of people that listen to the Eagle Hour, either live or on podcast. What do you want to tell the Eagle Nation that might be listening to you right now? Um, don't get discouraged. You know, uh, our breakthrough is coming. Just continue to support us, and the football team is going to give y'all what y'all are looking for, and it will be soon. Man, I really like this kid. I, I met him a couple of weeks ago at practice, and uh, I know you feel the same way. He's a well-spoken kid. He's very polite. He's a heck of a football player. I just think he's a great example of, of, of Southern Miss football. And I, and I think by, by what he said after, after the microphone was turned off, he said, I'm telling you, this thing is going to turn around a lot sooner rather than later. And if people will just hang in there with us, you know, they'll see. And, and that's, what, that's what really hurt his feelings, if you will, about not winning that game Saturday. As he said, very few people expected us to win that game. And we were there. We, you know, we were right on, on the doorstep, but ultimately it didn't happen. So it gives the naysayers even more fuel to say, see, and, he's, and he, he says, I'm telling you, there's really, really good stuff right around this corner. He exemplifies USM football, doesn't he, Luke? He does. And one of the things about Shorts, I mean, he, he came uh, from, from Bassfield and, of course, you know, Jefferson Davis County and, and, uh, and Bassfield High School. I mean, that, that's where you, you play to win. I mean, there – What's so funny about Jefferson Davis last year? They started off zero and four, and then they won the state championship because they were, you know, three A playing like five and six A. Just played Picayune this last weekend. So I, I liked what he said about leadership, um, in the fact that the guys under him are watching, and the type of that. That's how you build a program when you have dudes like that that set the the example. I mean, it was you know when I played, it was there were certain things you didn't do and certain things you did do. And if anybody asked us why, we said. We were taught that, you know, that's what was passed down to us. So, uh, Malik, you know, obviously leading in in the statistical categories, but good to good to hear him how he leads on the field. And and who was Luke when you were playing? Who who were the guys that stick out in your mind? Who were the leaders of some of the football teams that you played on, and that there was no dispute as to who the guys were? Rod Davis. That's how he would say it. Rod. <laughs> 
Davis. Of course, Jeff Kelly, uh, and, and you remember when I was a true freshman, uh, this is what you remember. I remember Jeff, who didn't, wasn't a vocal leader. He got up one time and told us how it was going to be. And it was like that, you know, and, um, I was my senior year. I was one of those guys. It was really funny. You know, I, I got voted team captain. I was the punter. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's some guys that lead, you know, verbally. Rod was one of those guys. I remember one time we just got beat by Nebraska and, uh, and pretty good in the rock. And Rod got up in front of the team like the next day or a day after and he had a, a mirror, like a hand mirror in his hand. And, and he just talked about how he went home and he looked in that mirror. And he didn't like what he saw, and uh, he called himself to higher accountability, and 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 uh, and led that way. And you know, we went on six game winning streak and won, and won the the conference championship that year. So guys that are able to be vulnerable and to be real, and um, Rod was was one of those guys, and uh, and you know, another guy was like Terrence Ford, um, bench press five eighty five in in the locker room. I mean, in the in the weight room. And wasn't really a crazy, you know, get get crunk kind of rah rah guy, but but led by example, and people respect that. I will tell you one thing about that Nebraska game. I was at that one, like so many, so many in the past. <clears throat> and I remember sitting up uh, on the west side, Luke, before that game started, and and looking it out across at the Rock, and it was just jammed with loud, enthusiastic fans. And I was so proud that uh, a program the stature of Nebraska was in town and Southern Miss fans had showed up for it in force. I know it was a loss, but in, but in a lot of ways, that was a big moment, I thought, in Southern Miss football for the Cornhuskers to come here. Yeah, and, and the, you know, the year before you had Illinois, the Big Ten champ. The year before you had Oklahoma State. Um, and so, you know, three years in a row you had you had those, those teams come in. Yeah, but the Nebraska game, there was something about them. Now they don't have that identity, you know, that they had. But I mean, that was, you know, a, that was less than a decade from when Osborne was the head coach, and they'd had Tommy Frazier, and they'd won national championships. So that that at the time, probably one of the biggest football programs for what they were at the time to ever play in. Oh, been. no question. But Malik Shorts, you know, talking about how this thing's going to turn around sooner rather than later. I mean, but you're going in. You're going in this week into Miami, and obviously if you were to pull that upset, people would say, yeah, I guess things are turning around. But statistically, you know, Miami's the prohibitive favorite. You turn the coin, Southern Miss is going to be the prohibitive favorite against Northwestern State. All right, so you've got teams that are going in unequally weaponed, shall we say. So the next real true test for how good is Southern Miss now, where can they go, will be that Tulane game coming up, I think. Uh, Miami is not Alabama, so I, I say there is a chance. Oh, I do I do too, but I'm just saying we're just it's a numbers game, you know, and, and it's not a three-point spread. It's a 28 or 26 and a half or whatever 25, it is. 25, guys, since we've talked about it. Hey, okay. I like it. All right, our main man Patrick McGee is tied up in the Big Easy, but we're going to talk Saints football tomorrow, and we'll have uh, lots of time to do that. So we're going to break Josh Henderson in the building, and uh, he is with Adcock Pool and Spa. I'm going to you're going to like this, Luke. We're going to try to get Kelly in a in a swimming exercise program, and uh, you need gonna... some big floaties, really big floaties. <laughs> can, I, can I wear my speedo? No, we'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are on the Super Talk Radio Network, wherever you're tuned in across the state this afternoon. We appreciate uh, you joining us for an hour of Southern Miss Sports Talk. Remember, you can also 
Hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, and many of you do, on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you could just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour, and that'll happen at every place except Kelly Sanders' house, and Alexa just ignores you like most women. (laughs) Alexa ran from my house. You're the only person that ever ran off an Alexa. (laughs) That's right. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors the third segment of the show. We had a blast down there last Friday, and we thank uh, all the guys for having us down there. It's a great place for you to have lunch five days a week, just Nine dollars ninety five cents. I get the catfish was just incredible again. It was just so good, and uh, and I guarantee you the Southern Miss uh, Miami game will be on the uh, TV at eleven o'clock. And Luke, you just told me it's going to be a little warm in Miami. Just a little bit. Heat index at ten. So for pregame is around one hundred four. Heat index oh. at uh, at high noon is supposed to be around one ten. So uh, yeah, that game for any Golden Eagle fans going down there. It's going to be brutal. And I'm actually, towel. I'm actually watching the game at 4th Street Good on Saturday morning. So, well, Don't let that discourage you from coming. If yeah. you're listening, they'll put <laughs> Kelly over in a corner and uh, put a little barrier around him. He won't be able to bother. It'll be a big barrier. But. Hey, we're glad to uh, have one of our fine sponsors uh, in our studio with us. Josh Henderson is uh, one of the new owners of Adcock Pool and Spa. Welcome. Thank you. Happy well, to be glad, here. We're glad to have you. I hope that after this experience, you'll come back. But sometimes people <laughs> don't, Josh. Uh, well, talk to us for just a moment about about your business and, and your swim for swim for health program. Uh, there's a lot more to having a swimming pool or a spa in your house than just the recreation of it. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, once upon a time, swimming pools and hot tubs were viewed as just strictly entertainment. Um, areas in, in your house or your backyard and now that you know the boomers quote unquote are aging and they're trying to f- find creative ways to deal with all their aches and pains um, that's really where swimming pools and hot tubs have become one of the leaders in terms of more homeopathic remedies for arthritis and sports injuries acquired along the way well, I'm sure our uh, co-host at Laurel, who played football at Southern Miss, uh, Luke, can attest to the hot tubs, right, Luke? I mean, that's where players go to kind of get over the soreness and the bumps and bruises of the game. We had hot tubs and we had cold tubs. Specifically at two-a-days, uh, we would just sit in a cold tub after practice and it would come, you know, almost like bring your uh, – Bring your bring your legs back, but you know when I would rehab, I had a knee injury in, in college and high school, and and getting in those aquatics, I mean they really strengthen uh, the knees and the muscles around them. What is it about it, Josh? What is it about a, a hot tub that you could put in, in someone's home that would help them with arthritis and soreness and ligaments and that sort of thing? Sure. The first thing is uh, when you fully get immersed in water, as in you get in all the way up to your shoulders, you're creating something called um, hydrostatic pressure. And so that pressure uh, alleviates gravity, you know, that downward inertia wanting to pull you down constantly. So it alleviates that, which takes takes the stress off of your joints. And so people with arthritis, you know, they they swell up in their joints, they get inflammation. So the water, number one, is going to alleviate the gravity's effects of that. Number two, warm water, specifically once you get it up around 100 degrees which is warmer than your body temperature. What that does, it, uh, it allows the capillaries in your blood, the, uh, the endings, um, to open up. When your capillaries 
start to open up, it allows oxygen to flow more freely from your heart into other areas of your body. So essentially you're in this warm environment where you're floating and then you mix in a massage. And it's not just any massage, it's strategically placed to either address your back, your hips, whatever ailment is, you know, that you're suffering from. Now with modern technology, you can address them in a hot tub. And you you can install those, say, on, on, on someone's deck in their house, and and winter really doesn't keep you from utilizing it. You can use it year-round. Absolutely. Winter's the best time of the year to use a hot tub, primarily because once you've been in there for about 20 minutes, your body gets totally relaxed. you got oxygen flowing to the right areas, and you can sometimes start to feel lightheaded. That's how relaxed you'll get. So for me, you know, the months December, January, February, I like to get out of the hot tub. You can actually get out, sit in a lawn chair next to the hot tub for about 15 minutes, even if it's 30 degrees outside, and you can't tell it's that cold outside because really? it warms your core temperature up to that really? extent. Really? I, I try to, to get submerged like that to my eye line, but I look very much like a Zambian hippopotamus. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, look, looking for my next meal. Now, Josh, as you look at our cohort here, Kelly Sanders, if we could get a pool installed at his house, he's got a new home, by the way. Uh, is there an exercise program? Because Kelly's big into physical fitness. Is there an exercise program that uh, you could turn him on to? Oh, absolutely. There's a couple different. Um, first is water aerobics. I think it's um, maybe an Olympic event now. Yeah. Um, but probably the most popular right now is homeowners are installing a swim jet at one end of their swimming pool. And basically it's a giant seven or eight horsepower motor that generates a current. And the current is so strong that you could have Michael Phelps swim up against it at its maximum capacity and he would never reach the edge of the pool. So basically it's mimicking an environment where you're swimming in the ocean or a giant lake, you know, swimming parallel to the shore. Yeah. Look, I want you to lean back in your chair, close your eyes and for just a second visualize Kelly and his speedo doing water aerobics. Now he, I think I, I'm, I'm away. I think I just fell out of my chair. If you heard a rustle, <laughs> and he, you shouldn't ask him that question right after lunch, too. You know, hadn't had it yet, Kelly. So I'm okay right okay, now. Okay, I was going to say he's going to yak all over the carpet up there. You, you don't want that. Can can you get just? Do you have to get a pool with that jet pool that you were talking about, or can you get just the just the exercise? pools the smaller ones yeah um there's something now that's called a swim spa basically it's it's like a hot tub similar in size it's about twice as long okay so about 16 feet long and at the end of this swim spa is one of these swim jets okay so you can set it out on your back patio so you don't have to go through a full construction process like on an in-ground swimming pool you set it on your back patio you hook it up to 220 volt electricity and now you're exercising in water for health Okay, can like can you swim like one handed and drink have a beer in the other one? I think you? that's the only way the motor gets working good is if there's some adult beverages oh, involved. Okay. okay, I like it. You just got to be a little self aware. I like if it. You oh, start to feel lightheaded. Yeah, electricity and beer and water. Stand probably. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that w that I found really interesting is most of your new installs feature salt water rather than the typical water that you know your fresh water that we grew up with. Yes, sir. Um, salt water has gained in popularity for a couple different reasons. Um, the first is 
the ease of use of a swimming pool or a hot tub now you can get salt water in um, in years past in order to maintain clear healthy water it would would require you to go out poolside a couple times a week and drop some hockey puck size chlorine tablets in your skimmer wait for them to erode and then you'd have to add more tablets well people are busy so they can't always be diligent about putting those in there so then you're doing dealing with al- algae blooms well, with a saltwater pool, essentially what you're doing is you're putting salt in this environment. There's a device we install in your plumbing lines that emits a small electrical shock. And as the salt passes over it, it vaporizes that salt, turns it into chlorine. So essentially you're generating your own chlorine in a swimming pool. One of the downsides of a chlorine environment is you get out, you want to go get ice cream. Well, you smell like chlorine when you walk around. Right. You have blonde hair, it can turn it green. Right. So in a um, a saltwater pool where you're making your own chlorine, it's super easy to keep that chlorine level, say, at one part per million. Uh, The water's sanitized, stays crystal clear, yet there's not any of those nasty side effects of dealing with elevated chlorine Very scientific, isn't it, Bob? Wow. All right, Luke, have you got a question? We've got about a minute left for Josh. No, I, I just I grew up, uh, you know, with Adcock Pulling Spa here in Laurel, and I've been around quite a while, know, know uh, the original founders and everything. And, and let's just say, so you know, Kelly has enough money to probably does, build Josh. right now, Josh. He probably has enough to, to build about 10 pools and then build another one where he can store all the remaining cash that he has <laughs> in a Folgers jar under his bed. Is it hermetically sealed, Kelly? Yeah, on uh, on Joe Paul's front porch now, I understand. Correct, correct. Uh, but you, you, the problem with if I get a pool, though, is you can't put a lot of water in it because if I jumped in, I'd flood the valley. So that would be the don't, neighborhood, yeah. Don't hate on us when you do it to yourself. No, no. I, I mean, it's it's... I don't know what it is about water displacement, but people don't want me to jump in. They say, you know, water. So can we take an 8 by 10 photo of you at your pool? Man, let me tell you, when I do a cannonball, it's all hands on deck. I mean, I bet it is. <laughs> it's like a tsunami. <laughs> That's right. All right, Josh, real quickly, uh, we broadcast all over the state. I know you have locations around the state. Where, where can people check out Adcock Pool and Spa? Yes, sir. We have two retail stores, one here in Hattiesburg, the second in Laurel. But we will build you a swimming pool or deliver you a hot tub anywhere in the Pine Belt. You're always welcome here, my friend. We appreciate you. Uh, you becoming part of the uh, Eagle Hour and Super Talk family. Thank you very much. Josh Henderson, everybody. Adcock Pool and Spa. Check them out. Hot tubs, pools, saltwater pools. I found that very interesting. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up this day on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke and Bob and Kelly and Nathan somewhere. He's out there somewhere, the uh, the intern for us. Happy to have you along on the Eagle Hour as we wrap up uh, this middle of the week. Southern Miss 
Volleyball outside hitter Mia Wesley named the Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week. Now just sit there, guys. From now, our, our athletes shall now be known as the Sunbelt Offensive and Defensive and Special Teams Player of the Week. Yeah. Sounds really good yeah. just to take that in. Mia Wesley uh, contributed last week as the Lady Eagles swept the Mercer Classic. Jenny Hazelwood spoke of Mia, Mia was a force offensively this past weekend. We have a number of hitters that can score, but she is the kind of hitter that can score with the entire gym, knowing that we will get the ball set to her. So congratulations uh, to Mia Wesley, the Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week. Golf, on the other hand, Lady Eagles finished 10th as a team uh, down in Mobile at the uh, USA Intercollegiate. But, man, it was a really good last day for J.C. Fields. Eight birdies. She shot a career-low 69 at the Mm. Magnolia Grove Crossings golf course. Uh, A couple more news and notes. Of course, tomorrow, Lady Eagles soccer team hosting the Mississippi State Lady Bulldogs at 4 p.m. at the soccer complex in Hattiesburg. Kelly, I know... I'm working to uh, you're getting working to get somebody on tomorrow from soccer. Yeah, JP Valadares talked to us this morning. He said this is going to be a really big uh, game tomorrow for the Lady Eagles, especially since it's against Mississippi State. It's here in Hattiesburg, and, and the poor Lady Eagles soccer team. Just about every game they've played so far has been you know against the SEC West, and most of them on the road. So this is a chance for uh, Lady Eagles to play at home in front of a home crowd against Mississippi State. So uh, if you get a chance tomorrow afternoon. And it won't be won't be so hot tomorrow afternoon. And if you notice today, I noticed a football practice. Humidity levels are down a little bit as we're into September now. Right. So if you get a chance, take that one in tomorrow afternoon, four o'clock at the uh, at the at the softball complex. And Luke, I was talking to Bob yesterday. You know, if there's a if there's a, a sub story on sports that aren't the, the big three of football, basketball, and baseball, it's got to be the start of the Lady Eagle volleyball team. Would it not be the way that they, they have played so far so well? Early in the year, yeah, Coach Jenny, Jenny Hazelwood now has her Lady Eagles five and one. They have defeated UTSA, McNeese, Mercer, Charleston Southern, and Queens. Their only loss was to Alabama, and uh, a couple of those sets that they lost, I think they lost by like three points or, or less to the to the Lady Tide. So, yeah, they're actually hosting um, the Southern Miss Invitational this weekend, and uh, Stephen F. Austin, Mississippi Valley, Houston Baptist will be in town, and then they'll go uh, next weekend. Um, to take on Jacksonville State, Auburn, and Jackson State. And then guess what? September 23rd, Sunbelt play begins against, you know who, South Alabama. I was going to ask you, in those golf standings, the Lady Eagles, did did we happen to finish in front of South Alba's hosting? But you're our stat guy. Did, did we happen to finish in front of South Alabama perchance? Uh, I, I don't think I want to let you know okay. uh, what happened right. with that. Okay. Hey, I want to remind everybody, too, that Friday the three of us will be at Canebrake, where Kelly used to hang out, uh, for the Lady Eagle basketball tournament. I mean, <laughs> for the Lady Eagle basketball golf tournament. We're really looking forward to that. Rose Warren's going to join us again. I hope we get some of those young ladies from the team that have been doing so much uh, good work in the community as well. And uh, I don't know, guys, you think Joy Lee would talk to us? Would, would she – can we squeeze an interview out of Joy Lee? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Bob. <laughs> but but they are full on teams. They they had to shut down the team, which is great. It's great that but. the community is responding. They were still looking for some whole sponsors. Um, if your business is so inclined to help the Lady Eagles out, you can still do that. But uh, all the action 
Friday at Canebrake, and she's hoping that the weather is going to hold out and uh, should make for a nice day. All right, real quickly, about a minute and a half left. Luke, I have a question for you. We have the super intern, uh, Nathan Lee, in here. We know that he's already stirred up trouble by uh, <laughs> generating the, the question and answer about attendance at the football game. I know he's been working with you on the Jones County Games of the Week. Now, he's a student, so let's give him an A, B, C, D, or F so far in his development as one of our uh, high school play-by-play team guys. B plus only okay. because the first week he did not offer to pay for our food at yep, the uh, Madison Chick Fil A. I know, so right? If he would if he would have bought the food, probably an A minus. Now he's he's doing good. We're mixing in some sideline reports uh, with him, and I did. I will tell this on him though. Brett Brett Bouchelon and I were sitting at halftime, and he had just left us, and he was crossing the field. And I looked at the start of the third quarter, and at Northeast Jones, they had like this, this like sausage dog trailer. And I'm pretty sure, as I told Brett, we were at commercial, I said, Nathan's not on the sideline. He's walking towards that sausage dog trailer. He eventually made his way back to the sideline, Bob. I just don't know how long he was distracted. Did you do a sideline report while you're eating a sausage dog? Yeah, exactly. Dog, That's actually what I did. I, I, I got my sausage dog to make sure and give everyone the, the report on the sausage dog before the game. See, I can't fault him for that. Personally, yeah, that's actually I learned that from Kelly. You Sanders. learned that from Kelly. We're not going to put anything in the intern report about you learning anything from <laughs> Kelly. We want you to get credit uh, for all this work you're doing. Yeah. By the way, the next thing I'm going to teach you, we're meeting at the Chi Omega Sorority House. Okay. okay. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> Patrick McGee will be joining us. He's just confirmed that for me at one o'clock tomorrow to talk about New Orleans Saints football. Hopefully, Kelly can get us somebody from the soccer team. Love to talk to them as well. And uh, we hope you'll join us for the conversation. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.